calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Please Advise Episode 9. I'm very excited about today's guest. She's an author. She's a cool lady. Her name's Kelly Oxford. Hey, Kelly. How are you? Hello. I am doing very well. Thank you. Um, Kelly, I feel like I've known you for a really long time, but I've probably just known you through the internet for a really long time. Yeah. How long have we known each other? Like four years Yeah, I think four years. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that you've written about online that I've always really loved, besides everything you do is so funny, it's uh, your dream theories. Oh, right. Yeah, the dream theory. Um, it started when I noticed that everybody talks about their dreams – at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, somebody will be like, hey, I had the craziest dream last night. And then as you go through your day, somebody else is like, hey, I had the craziest dream last night. And I noticed it before I was on, like, social media a lot, like, before, like, Facebook and Twitter. But then once I was on Twitter every day, I started noticing people would tweet, like, about their dreams. Like, it would be like, oh, I had this crazy dream last night. And I'm like, oh, this happens, like – at the same time, yeah, all the time. So on my Tumblr, I kind of put it out there. I was like, hey, I've noticed everybody's having crazy dreams, anybody else? And the feedback was insane. So many people were like, I never dream. And yeah, the last three nights I've mm-hmm. had crazy dreams. So I don't know. You saw it on my Tumblr. Yeah, I saw it on your Tumblr. And I'm, you know, I didn't dream for many years because I, or if I did, I didn't remember it. I know everyone right. dreams, whatever. Um, but... I was like a stoner for a super long time and then I quit pot for a year and a half and um, I started dreaming again, like these like vivid, crazy night. I had like night terrors like every night, but then the craziest ones would come around the time that I would always see you on the thing. Right. So, So I decided for a year I would like try and suss it out. So every time that I would, cause I don't dream unless it's super, super vivid. Like, I don't remember my dreams at all. So when it would be super vivid, then I would be like, oh, my God, everybody else 
is talking and I know everybody really kind of hates talking about their dreams because they know it's stupid like but they have to bring it up because I it's love so talking about them but I know that other people I, don't yeah exactly hear it. nobody else wants to hear it so you <laughs> know it has to be like a super intense dream if yeah. like these certain people are even bringing it up so I was like okay this is a real thing so I would put it out there like oh it's happening again and I found that it was like over a period of like two to three months there would be like no dreams and then it would happen or it would be like four weeks and then it would kind of happen again. And so I did that for a year um, where I would just pick up on other people's cues. And then it got to a point after like six months where I would have like two crazy dreams and I hadn't posted about it, but people would start emailing me and yeah. going, it's happening again. Or people on Twitter would start tweeting me like, it's happening again. I'm dreaming again. And I'm like, yeah, well – that's fucking crazy. So am I. So I would put it up. Right. So after a year, I was like, why is this happening? And I started looking at like moon charts because I'm like, well, like the moon and the tide mm-hmm. and like periods, like that maybe dreams so, too. Um, you're like, that's what my mom's whole thing is, is. I'll be like, mom, I'm having like a brutal period right now. Right. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but like I'll call her and say that and she'll be like, uh, yeah, she's like, look at the moons and the tides. And I'm like, Shauna, you're disgusting. But it's probably true. But it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. But why do I call my mom a period drama? So you think it's moons? It's like, it, it is the moon. It was always like a new moon moon um or a, not a full it wasn't even a full moon it was like when there was a full moon new moon but somewhere in those like weeks but there was something else I can't even remember now because it was like a year ago but people definitely remember their dreams all at the same time and it has something to do with being woken up in the middle of your cycle so like we're way more because you whatever like you remember your dream if you wake up in the middle of it so we're like disrupted more when there's this like new moon full moon thing and that's why we're all remembering them at the same time like we're more on edge so it's got to be some primal thing where like when there's a new moon or a full moon like we have to be more wary like maybe animals were crazy like when we were living in caves and it was like a new moon but we like wake up more frequently during those times. How do you know that? That you remember the dreams you wake up during? Yeah, that's how well that's how you remember your vivid dreams is just by being disrupted in that sleep cycle. But how do you know that? I don't know. Scientists know that from like hooking us up to probes. You're exactly I just Googled right. it. I just Googled it and yeah. it said like vivid dreaming is like from a disruption. You're exactly right, because I always am like trying to go back to sleep to finish my dream and then does it work for you it works for me every time yeah i get i always get right back in and then i'm like trying to uh and then i try to like hit control alt delete on that sometimes i'll be like why did i want to finish this right right (laughs) too late needs to end too late too (laughs) late you're back in it and then you're stuck until like 8 a.m I think that's so fast. I'm like all about dreams. I know a yeah. lot of people don't want to hear about dreams. I will hear about your dreams. I know. All me day. too. I kind of feel like it's a second reality. Yeah. Like, and it, we're really there doing all that shit. Well, also, it's so like telling when someone is dreaming these things. Like, I, my old roommate Sarah would have the craziest dreams, but right. like, it would always be like she was in a mall with Justin Timberlake, like holding hands and flying. And I'd yeah. be like, I love that that's what's going on in your, in your subconscious. Head. Right. And like, that's like, because when I'm in a dream, I'm usually like running from my rapist. Like, right. That's right, so right, right, right. <laughs> so- I dream about war a lot where I like know how to load guns. Yeah. I have never touched a gun in my life, but in my dream, I'm like, 
a big dude that like knows how to like work an AK. Like I have no idea how I, I dream these things. That's your past life. I bet that's your past life coming up. Like some hot like Southern American guy that was like yeah. went to Iraq or something. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is because I'm like I will spend the whole night like hiding in some blown out like concrete building trying to shoot people really yeah it's really fucking weird oh well that's also like i think you're just trying to protect yourself right I think like, so it's a metaphor for you i think it's just all yourself. like stress i had this gross dream where a guy kidnapped me he was like my boyfriend no 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 he was my boyfriend your real boyfriend no in real life? like just some guy that was like my boyfriend and he was like a faceless man and Sexy. like he kept um like doing like Chinese water torture to me but with his dick and so like he kept poking my ribs with his dick yeah I like woke up from that dream being like I am forever changed yeah this was the I'm gay now yeah this was the most upsetting thing that ever happened to me yeah I talked about it way too much like yeah that's really really disturbing some of my coworkers probably heard that story three times and were like this bitch is fucking nuts (laughs) um but yeah I'm so uh I'm so about dreams. So please actually, you know what? If you think you have like really good dream advice or if like advise me because I need help. I yeah. really want to know more about my dreams. Why was that guy poking my ribs with his dick? I don't know. That's that really fucking weird. That was keeping me in line. Like I would be like right. out in public and I'd try to be like. It's like you're being dominated by cock. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um. So it was crazy. And I don't even think I, like, thought he was cute. Um, But he had no face. He had no face. But But his penis was okay. But I loved him. No, it was like... But you loved him. No, I get that. It was really long and skinny. Uh, (laughs) It was was like a poker. Yes. Like, it was the craziest dream I've ever had. And I was upset because normally I don't see dicks in my dreams. No. But I did in this one. Yeah, no. Um, I don't see dicks in my dreams normally either. That's so funny. I, I guess guys have sex dreams a lot. I don't think I really do. I have lots of sex dreams, but I never really see the dick. No. No. You just feel it. You just I guess so. You don't look at it. (laughs) That's probably like super true. Um, you guys, we're gonna take your calls. Uh this is a cool transition. We're gonna take your calls. If you wanna call in and get advice, you can call 323-450-7408. And um let's do the calls for this week. Okay. Hey Molly. Okay. So here's the situation. I'm 24 and I started smoking weed about like six months ago. Um, and like none of my really close friends that I've had for a really long time, none of them smoke. And, uh, they're very like anti drugs of like any kind. Like they hate it. They think it's annoying. They think that stoners are like dirt balls, you know. And, um, I haven't told them that I smoke, and I feel like if I did tell them that they would freak out and, like, not – they would probably give me an ultimatum of some sort, and they would try to get me to stop. And uh, I feel like it's a personal choice. I feel like it's not, like, hurting myself or anybody. It makes me feel more creative and happy. And um, I I don't see myself – shopping for them, which makes me feel like an asshole because I know that friendship is about compromise and uh, it just makes me feel really guilty because to them, it would be like I was throwing our friendship away over drugs, which 
would suck, you know. Like, if one of my friends started smoking heroin, like, or <laughs> shooting heroin, or, like, smoking crack or whatever, I would, like, I would probably give them some sort of ultimatum, and if they walked away from me, I would think that they were, you know, terrible. So I, I get it, but, like, it's not heroin, it's weed, you know. So um, I guess I just want your advice on, like, really what I should do. Should I keep hiding it from them or what? Because they're good people, and I really do value their friendship. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a personal decision. I don't feel like I'm hurting anybody. I love you, Molly. Um, Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, I'm not a big lying to your friends person especially about drugs I feel like when you start lying about drugs that's usually a real bad sign but like you're just smoking pot like you answered your own question you know the answer which is like pot's not gonna kill you um Kelly what do you think I agree I agree with everything Molly just said I mean you don't have to tell them anything. You're not changing your relationship with them. I can see their point where you are hiding something where they could be mad because they're anti-drug if they see weed as like a super bad thing. But I think that if you can like maybe like don't get super, super stoned if you're going to be alone with one friend and respect that. I mean, get stoned on your own time because you've got a lot of your own time Mm -hmm. where you're not with your friends. And then like maybe don't get stoned if you're with them. But if you're going to a club with them or something, then yeah, get stoned. They're drinking. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. They won't notice. They won't care. But if you're just like going to go to your friend's house, like maybe don't get stoned. Respect them. If that's your preference. Like I'm not – I first of all – drinking and smoking weed at a club will basically just like debilitate you i would like die i, I can't I've do done that. that a million times yeah and no. it's just done yeah see you at swingers at 4 a.m like yeah. it's just not happening no. so um i think uh you also said something that really i didn't know if you meant it but you said friendship is about compromise i think the expression is that relationships are about compromise right i don't think friendship is really about i don't think that if you have to compromise who you are in order to be in a friendship then no yeah Yeah, i never thought about that i never really thought about that you're right like i just i would like honestly i mean i'm kind of like quick to cut ties with anyone that's not letting me do me but like yeah, I would just like be like out on it. And I know you're saying they're good people, but and I also get where they're coming from too cuz I'm like a little bit of like a Tracy flick off the rails. Like I was like totally <laughs> like that in high school too. I was like if you need to smoke weed to have a fun time, you're a loser. But like you know, that's kind of like um I I would I wonder what their politics are. Like I just right. wonder who these people are. Like I feel like these are the kind of friends who also wouldn't let you get an abortion. Like, right. You might need one. You know, especially if you're high, girl. Yeah, you might need one. So, oh, and that's a fun activity when you're having sex. Not an abortion, but um, I mean, <laughs> when you're stoned. <laughs> it's not an abortion, but like having no. sex is fun when you're stoned. Um, coloring. I agree. Like Color- art. Yeah. I like just move like documentaries. Like yeah. I could spend, now there's Vice TV. Like what the fuck? I don't – I can't get stoned every day anymore because I have three kids. Yeah. And God bless them, but yeah. they need a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I am already <laughs> lazy enough. And when I smoked weed, I was like – I didn't do anything except no. watch like Microcosmos and like invite people to my house mm-hmm. to watch 
that movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> but like watch Vice on like HBO. Like take a moment to educate yourself with yes. documentaries while you're stoned. Yes. That's like the best thing. It is fun. And eating. Yeah. Eating is Maybe good. learn how oh, to like Oh, but no, that's how Kearney Wilson got fat. Like that was my oh, really? proudest moment. Oh, I yeah, she set it up. We were talking about Oprah for like 20 minutes before oh the podcast God. started, yeah. but Carney Wilson changed yeah. my life because she went on Oprah and yeah. said that she got fat for munchies. And I was like, <gasps> no. I missed that. And I was yeah, like deep into like my stonerhood at that point. Yeah. I think it was in college. And so I like trained myself to not, not to eat. eat when I was stoned. Well, maybe that's why this girl needs – you've only been smoking weed for like six months. Mm-hmm. What – like maybe her friends want to protect her from getting fat. That's probably <laughs> it. In which case, I'm in complete support. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, just watch it, just watch it, girl. Like, I mean, this doesn't need to turn into an everyday habit. If no. you can, like, keep it, like, a two times a week, just once a month. Just do it when they're not around. Yeah. I, that's what I think. And, and if you need your stoner money. buddies, and that's maybe what you're really mad about, then yeah. you just ma- meet some new friends. Yeah, your drug dealer probably, like, honestly, drug them. dealers are so excited to hang out. <laughs> I have found totally. in my, like, I've always gotten into they a are. situation with, like, my my pot dealer in college, I found out via a friend, was so fucking hurt that when I stopped buying from him, I stopped hanging out with him. And, um, like, I, he- I heard this from a friend of a friend, and right. I was like, I had no idea that Rob was so, like, Like, waiting hanging. for you to hang. Right, right, Like, right. I would go over and, like, hang with him and his girlfriend, and, like, I guess he, when I stopped hanging, like, that became a really was, big problem. So, oh. I, you know, you might find a friend. Like, you might and, find a friend. Yeah. Unless, even, even at the, the dispensary, if you're going to dispensary, those guys, like, want you to hang out. They'll yeah. offer you a job. Maybe you could parlay this into, like, a second job. Yeah. And then it's your lifestyle. I get Midwest from her. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where do you find a pack of squares like that? Yeah, it's so bizarre. I don't know. Well, I think you'll be okay. Just, like... Don't tell them. You don't need to. I mean, if they drink, if if your friends don't drink and don't smoke pot, then I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You got to have You're some 24. Release. They do something. Like if your friends yeah, they don't do, do that, they like are They're into some sex. weird it's sex like, shit. It's yeah. like <laughs> blowjob trading or something. There's some weirdness going on. All right. Next call. <laughs> Hi, Miles. Um, I have many questions for you, but for right now, my question is, I've been in L.A. for almost six years, and I came out here and went to school for fashion and did a couple things in that, and I've had like a series of trial and error jobs, and I've been fired from a few of them, mostly because I'm not good at that like yes man, keeping my mouth shut thing. Um, which I'm sure you understand, not saying I have no fault in that, but I just can't bring myself to swallow just, like, taking any job, so that leaves me with, like, being broke in LA, and I'm currently considering going back to my hometown to, like, big fish in a small pound for a little while while I figure some shit out and save money and realistically probably just, like, have a little more fun than I'm currently having. And I'm wondering if this is, like, running away, if you think it is. And I know I couldn't stay there. I don't want to, but I kind of want, like, a getaway. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, I think the first thing you should know is that you need to definitely get a clue. Like, I don't know. I agree. What is, like, 
what's the deal, girl? Like, you're not a yes man? Like, that's called doing your job. Yeah. You can't get fired from a job. No. You can't get – that's not an option. No. Being fired is an an option unless you're, like, mentally ill. Yeah. And then you get help. You're not, like – or not three jobs. Like, what are you doing that – I mean, I guess if you're, like, an assistant and that's not your world and you need to not be an assistant anymore. Right. Like, that's great. But like, but um, move on up. Like, yeah, like you have to. You have to like get some skills. Absolutely. Well, Kelly's a really hard worker. She's new to LA, but like, girls I like doing things. Yeah, like, I don't even understand this mentality of not like getting tools to move on up. Yeah, and, and you can't be poor and not work hard and be upset about it. Nope, not like, at all. You can be like poor and work really hard and be upset about yep. it. But, Absolutely. like, you're not allowed to do all three. I mean, you have no. to pick two. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. So I was, like, wondering, like, out of her – like, was her question, should I go back home yeah. for a bit just yeah. to, like, chill out? I would say go back home for a bit and maybe you'll get, like, a reality, you know, like a wake-up call that, you know, you said you go back home, you'll be a big fish in a small pond. Maybe yeah. you'll go back home and you won't be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. And you'll realize that people have done a ton of shit and have moved on even Absolutely. within the town. Absolutely. And maybe it'll really help, like, you realize that you're in a cool city. You're in mm-hmm. L.A. You've been here for six years. Maybe it'll help you, like, get a little more ambitious and figure your shit out. I mean, you went to fashion school and you had all of these, like <laughs> – fire jobs because you're not a yes man like, that's what i'm curious you I'm have like, some tools here i'm v unclear you on know what who malls is, is. Like, you you know who malls is you're already on the right track <laughs> like for a demo and yeah, stuff do you so you guys want to um intern she should come um, no <laughs> i can't trust her to seriously go back home and like really assess who you are and um, what you're doing with your life because you really need to get on track it sounds like you've been here long enough to figure it out, what you want to do. Yeah. You just need to fucking do it. You're exactly right, Kelly. Definitely, like, I don't even know. You didn't even say what you want to do. Like, do no. you want to stay in fashion? I don't know. Are you trying to be on a reality you wanna show? want to marry somebody? Do you want to marry someone? These are good right. things to know. If you want to marry someone, don't stay in L.A. Like, yeah. you're never going to get married. No. Like, that's, that's just it. Yeah. This is the wrong city to – I mean, I have I have very strong feelings about that. Like, I don't understand being noncommittal in Los Angeles. It makes no sense. Yeah. Because this is a really difficult city to live in if you don't know what you want to do. Agree. All right, girl. Next call. Hey, Malls. It's Whitney. I am calling because I am finally drunk enough to have the courage, A, and B, I think you would have some valuable advice. So my question is, have you ever had a friend that you have loved more than they have loved you? I realize the obvious answer is, oh, that's a terrible friendship, but just hear me out. This girl was my maid of honor, and two weeks after I was married, my father was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So obviously, I needed a friend. I needed a crutch. Anyways... She moved to the same city that I lived in about a year ago. She lives on the other side of town with her best friends from college, and I never see her. I basically feel like I'm an afterthought, like her daytime friend, her lunch friend, that kind of maintenance. And it's it's a really shitty feeling, and I think it probably affects me more 
than it should. I just really love too hard. I'm one of those people. I'll go above and beyond for someone I care about. And it's a really shitty feeling to realize that it probably won't be reciprocated. But here's the thing. I don't even think it registers with her that she makes me feel this way. I think she's so self-centered that the thought has just never occurred to her. So I don't know if I should even address it with her because I realize relationships have ebbs and flows. And maybe this is just one of those ebbs. And I don't want to create drama. So I just wanted to know what your thoughts were about how I deal with this. And, yeah, just basically be strong about it. All right. Bye. So to answer your first question, no. I've never had a situation where I have loved a friend more than they've loved me. I'm very equal in all of my relationships. It needs – that is my number one qualification in a friendship is that I need to love my friend as much as they love me and vice versa. I can't have an unbalanced friendship. I I can't. Like I I don't know how to maintain that because I know know the whole time that I'm giving – more or that they're giving more and then I feel guilty. I can't just like hold a person hostage like that. I think that that's I, – I have very few friends. I have like five friends but that's on purpose because I've made them like the best five friends I could have. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think that this girl is like kind of over you. I do, I do. I hate to say that, but I think that there's something that's transpired between the two of you where, like, you're just a, little, a lot to handle. Yeah. Kelly, what do you think? Or you've grown apart and you were close at some point. Yeah. Like, you said, Whitney, a few things. Like, you said the word maintenance. Like, you feel like you're maintenance and it's a shitty feeling. Well, that's real. Like, you're not making that up. You know, if you feel that way, if you're only getting a lunch date, you know why you're and like, she's, and that's you, true. she's li- she's hanging out with her college friends and living with them instead of making you a part of her world. It sounds like just, you know, to me that you want something way more out of this friendship than there really is anymore. I mean, if you made her your maid of honor at your wedding, you guys were obviously super close at some point. Or, there had I mean, to have so been. So she thinks. I or mean, so she's you think. Still, it's just yeah. your realities. I think are totally different for this friendship. Totally. And I don't think. Um, I mean, and I don't really think that's her fault. You didn't. No. I mean, you didn't tell us your whole history with her. Right. But it really sounds like this is like your deal. Um, with her, I think that she needs to not. Whitney needs to not reach out for a minute. I think that Whitney needs to see test those waters and see if the friend comes to her. If yeah. Whitney's initiating every plan, if like she feels like an afterthought and she's only I mean, if you're or, like the 12th person on this girl's text right. list, like then Or you maybe understand. this girl is calling Whitney and inviting her out for lunch and Whitney's just insecure about it. Yeah, and it's maybe not she enough is, for her. Yeah, it's not enough for her. And maybe it she is getting a lot of attention from this girl, but it's just her reality in general, yeah. in life, that you're not getting enough from the people you want it from. Absolutely. All of this stuff stems from, like, when you're a baby with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So maybe it isn't quite as bad as, as you think, or maybe it is quite as bad as you think. I mean, we don't have enough information here 
with the whole friendship. It does sound like, Kelly, to use your word from before you said uh, it seemed like she had codependence issues. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I believe that's there. I believe that's there too. Because if you, if you know, you said, Whitney, that you love too hard. Yeah. And that's like something that's like a super codependent thing to say. Yes. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but when – Someone or if your friend's anything like me, but when someone comes to me with like unnecessary drama and bullshit, I shut the fuck down. Right. Like I have, n- I have nothing to give. I'm the opposite. I like, I give. I'm like, well, if it's Ed or like right, Christina one of your super or close like friends. one of my super close friends. Yeah. Like I said to Ed, he told me the other day he was mad at me, and I called him, and I'm like, you're not allowed to say you're mad at me because you know right. what that does to me. Like, you're allowed to be mad at me and you're allowed to find a way to say it, but right. you're not allowed to just send me a text being like, I'm mad at you, let's talk tomorrow because no, you you've know do it. that I'm like bolting out of the restaurant I'm in up the street okay. on the phone with you, <laughs> right. like in tears, being right. like, you're the most important person in my world. Why are you mad at me? Right, right, right. So, so you get it. You, so, yeah, yeah, like you you'll get, get that from me if it's like my best friend. But if it's a if it's a person that I've you know like I feel like she thinks this of, is her best friend. She thinks she this made is her best friend. Yeah, she made show. her the maid of honor. I but, mean, that's what you do with your closest friend. Yeah. So no. that's how I think she's in that zone mm-hmm. where it's like we're best friends, and then she that she but she knows this friend is not actually her best friend like you know the truth I think you know what your truth is with this girl and I don't think there's anything you can do to change it or miraculously like make her think you're number one all of a sudden in her life like I think that the more you try and the harder you love her that's like the the wrong way to go about this also like you have a husband not saying that that's a replacement for friends but like come on girl like you have a life like let's not act like you don't have a life like you do like just go like Go to a fucking farmer's market. Like, why are you worried about Get some this? kale. I know, I know that you're, like, on one and, like, that's where you were at when you called and I'm glad you called and I don't want to, like, I never want someone to call and be like, you're wrong. But, like, just, like, yeah, it's like I kind of feel bad for her, though. Back off. I yeah. Mean, I kind of feel bad for her. Oh, I, I feel I feel bad. bad for her. Like, I, I don't know. I feel bad for you, but I don't know if you need – to have that conversation with her. I feel like my gut is telling me this is like you and you have some issues you have to work out with like love and attachment to people and what you feel you're owed from other people Mm. when she doesn't really owe you anything. But at the same time, you can be honest with her. Be honest with her and just tell her. I mean, there's two ways to go. Don't say anything or be honest with her and say, look, I'm giving so much into our relationship and it makes me feel really, really shitty that you don't try in this relationship. I'm not saying there's going to be any resolution with that at all, but it might make you feel more relaxed. I mean, this is all giving me very like adult child of an alcoholic vibes, and I and I know about that because I am one. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I'm saying that like. You know, maybe like pick up some literature, like speak yeah, that's to a someone. good idea. And like, I think that there's, you know, there's an entitlement here. There's a little bit. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of codependence. Yeah. Um, there needs to be some self growth. There's like, 
an awareness within an unawareness. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think just, you should talk yeah. to – I think if you can go see somebody and discuss this with like an actual therapist, you'll realize that it has way more to do with you and expectations than it does with your friend. And even if you do tell your friend how you're feeling, chances are she's going to feel really cornered and tell you exactly what you want to hear, whether or not that's true, and maybe like try and set up some dates with you, whether or not she really wants to go. So – I agree with Malls. Get some literature and yeah. um, and don't great. dwell like, and don't dwell on it and me. don't dwell on it either because everything you need yeah. you've got. You don't need her. Absolutely, nobody needs anybody else like that. Absolutely, go make friends at Al-Anon. So as you guys know, I treat you super good, and I am going to give a song away every week that costs a dollar twenty nine to someone who reblogs, retweets. Or rates us five stars and leaves a comment in the iTunes store. I'll figure out a way to get in touch with you. Um, or I'll just like say at the end of the podcast some week. I don't know. Every week I forget to do this because I drink too much when I do this. This week I'm actually mostly sober. So I had one bourbon. Um, but yeah, I'll say your name at the end. And then I also give away a song that I think a reader needs um, or a listener needs. I'm sorry. I'm used to blogging. That um that calls in with her calls. So like, I don't know. Maybe Whitney, Whitney, you're like a strong contender right now, um, for that one twenty nine song. All right. Well and just like stay tuned for that. Music. Hashtag love. Hey Malls. My name is Zinanator. I'm a longtime fan of your blog and I have a conundrum that seems like it would be perfect for you to solve. I would like to reiterate before I start that this is not my issue. This is my husband's issue. Um, he found his ex-wife's blog, and it talks shit about every member of his family while she's, like, super sweet to their face, and they've, like, taken her side in the whole divorce kid situation, and it's caused a lot of shit for him. So he wants to tell his little sister about the blog, because the ex-wife kind of abuses their relationship. She uses her a lot. Like, she's good networking in L.A., good friends, and, like, she uses that to get job interviews and opportunities, and it's kind of shitty. Um, and he wants his little sister to know the truth, that this person is, like, talking shit about her in a, in a blog. And I keep telling him not to do it because it's just going to blow all the crap up again, and we certainly don't need that. We've been married for two years. He's getting, like, on better terms with his family after his divorce. Um, but he won't listen to just me, even though I'm always right. So if you could um, let him know that what he's going to do is wrong, or if you think he should do it and that's, like, the path he should travel, then by all means. Um, but he'll probably take your advice instead of mine. Anyway, later. I oh, my God. I have so much to say about this. Kelly, okay. I feel like she's a Coppola or an Eastwood. I'm going to let you go. I'm just saying, like, why is her family so connected? Okay, first of all, why is he reading his ex-wife's blog? And why are you so okay with it? Why? Why is he going back to the blog? Obviously, she's writing about his family because she's obsessed with him still and the whole mm. thing. And he's googling her and reading her fucking blog why are you so chill about this like oh should he tell his sister or not the first question is why is does he even give a shit yeah why is he even looking her up well i think that i think that she, okay i think he is looking her up but it sounds to me 
like this girl is a part of his family's life. Like she, the ex-wife is still in touch with a sister and right. that they hang, which like also I would not be, I don't know how this girl is not, how do you have time to call my podcast when you should be on a fucking murdering spree? Like right. I don't understand. <laughs> I would have taken a machine gun down to wherever all these people lived and tore that shit up. Oh my God. But, uh, I think yeah. this is dumb. I think this is really dumb. I think the sister can deal. I mean, if he found this fucking blog, why isn't the sister finding this blog? Let her deal I with feel it. Like maybe the wife found it. I'm just gonna like throw oh, okay, that. Okay, I'm okay. gonna float that theory. Like maybe she's. That's one of those. a really good theory. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because I would never, and if I did, I would never admit it. Not even interested. No. Well, I'm probably super interested, but like ashamed no. and also afraid. No. No, you wouldn't. If you have an ex and you've remarried, you're over it. Yeah, that's you have real. to be over that's it. Real, yeah, you have to be over it. You're not yeah. dipping back into their lives to you like find out shit, unless you have kids. But then you don't get into the drums of like life and right shit talking people. It's just like the mechanics. Absolutely, and like dropping your kids off at like, yes. the highway rest stop, like, and like having going doing right, exchange. having yeah. like dinner together, and like splitting cigarettes and stuff. Absolutely, that's it. Um, but wait, so like, I don't know. I kind of feel I'm a big secret keeper. Like, I just feel yeah, like you don't need to shove business in no. other people's faces. Never. There's too many people to like go shoving. You your always business. get in trouble for it too because it's always. not your fucking business. You're the messenger. You're the jerk. Like yeah. you, nobody asked you. Like I said, if the sister wants to know, she's gonna find out that this girl doesn't like her. Yeah, he doesn't need to say anything. I wonder to what extent. I'm dying to know to what I, extent. I know. This- I know. I agree. Can you just like email me or more details? The, I want the I will I just like fuck the details. Fuck everyone. Right. I just want to know, Kelly, I'll send you the link to email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com and send me a link to your husband's ex wife's blog because I'm kinda needing to know more. Like what kind of shit? Yeah, like I won't tell anyone. I just want to know for myself. Why I'm would super you blog about it? That's interesting. Like Oh, I would because I'm tacky, but like I <laughs> blogging about other people's shit. I don't think I ever did that. And like all the years of blogging, like since like the 90s, I've never blogged about other people's shit ever. Well, I I mean, for me, like I, you know, as I told you just like before, I was like, I'm an open book. Like I say way too much right. and I know it. Like I know I say too much. So I, I probably would in a moment of like, Talk about the drunken desperation, like right. be like, I'm so upset. Like right, I right, do, right, right, right. I have done things like that, but I also like, I started young. I picked up bad habits. Like I've been blogging for my whole life, so like right. I just would, you know, I picked up bad habits. Like I developed bad habits where I overshare. Yeah, but um, I feel like we're a part of the overshare generation. Yeah, I'm way older than you. No, you're not. Well, older, older. Like I'm old enough to have not been a super overshare i what was i, I like you? curated 24 you're 40 like yeah <laughs> it's true same age, i mean that's when i started blogging was when i was like 23 or 22 you're a decent person you're a decent person by then you're put together yeah. enough like yeah you start i like early, i curated yeah. what i was sharing yeah i don't need to air my I dirty laundry like, oh. well because you were younger yeah uh, yeah. Okay, back to this blog. Oh, but anyway, we so, need to know. Uh, sorry. We need to know, like, how, like, if it's just like saying I had a shitty day because this person was like 
a bitch, then that's not like that big of a deal. Who or cares? if it's like the title like actual is like, dirty laundry, and then right. it's like all the shit about the sister, all the shit about the sister, and then you know that night she's going out with her and having a din or something. That's yeah. not cool. I think maybe it's but like, still stay out of it. I don't know. Like I can't tell if it's like chic and European waffling. that the ex hangs out with the family style, or if it's like super small town. Yeah, but it's L.A. But it's L.A., right. And, like, apparently, that's why I'm saying, are you, like, a right. Pobla? Are you in Eastwood? Like, right. what is like, going why? on? Like, there's what are these connections? connections? Because, yeah. Dying to know. Yeah, what are these connections? I'm dying I to still know. think you don't need to, like, be reading the blogs, either of you. Whether it's the wife or the husband, like, just stay out of the relationship with the ex and the sister. None of your business. Enjoy your marriage. You know, Whatever. Yeah, and you don't need to don't, get into it. Don't pass it on. Like that's just going to lead to don't more blow people it up. having their feelings hurt. Yeah, like would exactly. you would you write a message to your mother in law saying all those things? Probably not. So then don't send it. Right, agree. You guys, again, the number here is three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. If you want to call in your updates, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, and we updates. also want more questions. I'm dying to know about blog man. Ew. Blog man, make a good decision. All right. So you guys know I only take your letters if they're super juicy or if I feel like I need to rip you a new asshole because I feel like you should just sack up and call in. Um, But if the questions are like on a good one, then I'll read it. I think this week is kind of on a good one. It's like sort of on a good one. But I don't know if I should be reinforcing like your negative behavior. Like I feel like you need to be writing me about like – I aborted my brother's child. Like, I they feel like you need to be like, I'm an, I like, I'm down with incest. Like, I want shit like that. Um, hey, malls. I'm Ashton, 26, from Arizona. So, weird question. I grew up in a really religious family and have always hung out with similarly religious people throughout high school and college. This year, however, I decided to go on a semi-rumspringa from my religion because I've been questioning a lot of my former beliefs. About a month ago, I moved to a new state and feel like I can have a new beginning to try a different lifestyle. I've never had sex. <laughs> and I will do a letter. 26. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. I've never had sex, and that's definitely something I plan on exploring in this new city. <laughs> Go, girl. The thing is, I don't know how to handle my relationships with my family and close friends back home who wouldn't approve my behavior. I still want these people in my life, and I know they wouldn't shun me or anything. Shun is in quotes. um, Or anything if they knew. But do I have to tell them about my new views and lifestyle, or can it just be my little secret? Gross. Um, I've been a long-time Twitter slash YouTube subscriber, Malls. I love everything you do. Keep up the great work. I'm so sorry I laughed at you. Um, thanks for your support. Um, wow. Kelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you think? I don't even know. Like, I can't even fathom this reality. No. I mean, by the time I was 26, I, like, had three kids, and I had, like, because I had settled down because I had partied so hard as a, like, young teenager. Yeah. So I don't I can't even wrap my head around this. No. When like I was twenty six I was like in a gutter, like probably like um heart failure. Like it was like yeah. not cute when I was twenty six. But like that's what I'm uh 
I almost feel like this chick needs to stay on the straight and narrow or she's going to go oh, yeah. off the rails. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost hard at 26 so late. to just dip your toes into, like, the wild side. Mm-hmm. Because, I agree with you. Like, I think that maybe you need to, like, meet a nice man, date him. Yeah. Fuck on the third date like the rest of America. Or, you know, but, like, I'm saying, like, you can't. I don't know if first date sex is right for a 26... Oh, God. Oh, I know. That's man. so crazy. Oh, no. You have to date him for like three months. You're a virgin. I just remembered. Oh, shit. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I... Re- <laughs> I don't know. I think she should just take these three months. Um, The problem... Here's the problem that I see about taking these three months and just fucking people is that... I mean, I lost my virginity when I was like 14. And that yeah. was like... I mean, I had the same boyfriend for a year and a half, and it was very safe. Yeah. It was like a good zone. We were both like the same age. Yeah. It, there was no weirdness. It was like kind of the perfect but still too young thing to do. Yeah. But I feel like at 26, if you're like away from home in another city, if anybody knows you're a virgin, one, it's going to be very hard to get laid randomly, oh my God. like next to impossible. I'm obsessed whenever there's a girl on The Bachelor who's like, I'm, I'm a, a virgin. virgin. Yeah, jinx. It's insane. Uh, yeah. But and but then, too, the on the other hand, if you're like, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to tell I'm a virgin, then you're going to get mentally, like, kind of screwed up from this adventure. Absolutely. Because sex is, like, a very powerful brain thing, and you're going to get, like, attached to somebody that you don't need to be attached to. And Absolutely. it isn't even, like, you're probably thinking, oh, I'm not going to get attached. I'm, like, totally, like, emotionally. No, it isn't even emotional. It's, like, chemistry in yeah, your brain. Yeah. Whoever these people are that you're going to have sex with, your, like, brain is going to, like, go somewhere new, and it's going to fuck you up. You're going to be calling. You're going to be yeah. texting. I say, like, open your mind to, like, new political views. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Open your mind to, like, new friends with new political views. Fantastic. Maybe don't open your legs to a bunch of guys that you don't know. It could be, like, the most dangerous fucking thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah, that's true. Do you agree? You do not want to go back to Amish country with herpes. Um, no. And, like, you – and there's no, there's no like, therapist to talk to when no. you go back to Amish country, and you're going to need a therapist. I don't think she's really – but you know what I'm saying. I think yeah. she's Mormon. I went, yeah, yeah. I'm I think she's float, Mormon. I got I'm the Mormon. Mormon. I got, I got yeah. the Mormon vibe from that, too. Just drink a bunch of soda. Like, take advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> like, drink Diet Coke. Get a lot of iced coffee. Seriously, meet some people that have had abortions that you, like, <laughs> actually like. And be like, oh, it isn't a terrible – you can be an awesome person and still have an abortion. Yeah, totally. But don't fuck a bunch of guys. I agree with Malls. Go back home. Meet a guy that, like – Maybe th- I'm sure there are other guys that are in your like religion, whatever it is, that they're are the same as you, yeah. and they're dying to do it, and they're like interested in other things, and they have you know would love to have like a three month adventure. Mm-hmm. Go back and find one of those guys, fall in love, and get married, and stay close to your family because there's nothing else in life. If you like move away from your family and never see them again, you're gonna regret it when you're old. Go back. You're already 26. I would not say this to somebody who's like 18. That's the thing. Yeah. But at 26, I would say don't leave your family at all. It's like the worst mistake you could make. You need I to be with your family. I was crippled by like starting to smoke pot and drink at 18. Yeah. Because everyone else I knew had been doing that for years. Yeah. Like, everyone else was like, like well experienced. They'd gotten their drinking, their yeah. fucking all their shit over with by 18. I was like... Oh, I guess I'll have what is this called? Natural ice? And I'd have like a sip oh my of God. beer at a party. Like I was like 
brand new to the world and like that I like me in the ass throughout my 20s right because I'm like on one because I it's like I'm still in the on one phase of my life so you just need to like you girl you're like a you're a special diamond you're really special I like you I like you Ashton I think that you don't believe that's your name no neither do I yeah She's a Mormon, maybe like McKelty. That's the name of like a girl on um, Sister Wives. <gasps> McKelty. So, yeah, they pick bad names, those Mormons. No offense. Um, thanks for your support. God bless. Uh, yeah, uh, we're rooting for you. We need an update on you. Oh, for sure. For sure, update. we need an update. No, like, like maybe three updates, like throughout this, this time. While yeah. you're doing your weird Mormon adventure, tattoo three two three four five zero seven four zero eight, and call us at every turn. So like, if you yeah. get cherry pops, we need minutes. to know. <laughs> but don't, don't. No, but don't, don't. But Stay don't. pure for your husband because it'll be funny. Yeah, and like you'll know he'll want that. Yeah. Slut oh my god, so, much so bad. Shaming in that Mormon community. Oh my god, it'll be great. Sorry, we've attached a religion and a set of beliefs to you that we are probably not fully informed about. Next call. <laughs> Hi, Molly. Um, I just don't know what to do. I am in love with a local D-list celebrity, and we've talked a couple of times. I booked him for a show, and I just um, we've exchanged some Facebook messages, and I just don't really know where to go from here. I don't know how to get him to notice me, and I was wondering, do you think it's creepy if I go to all of his local events by myself? Um, Anyway, he has a show tonight. I was thinking about going, but um, once I get him to fall in love with me. Thanks. Bye. So Kelly and I have already been in a debate about whether or not this is a real call. Right. It just seems so outlandish to me as like a way to start dating somebody. And I'm like, this is a lot of people's reality. Like, I hear that in your voice. I hear reality right. in your voice, which is that like you're not really – yeah, no, I hear I hear it in your voice. You're going to fuck him. Like, I'll just throw that out there. Like, you're definitely going to fuck him. For sure. Like, want, do you want the end of the story? Yeah, you're going to fuck him. And then, like, you're going to become obsessed. Yeah. And then, like, it's not going to go your way because, like, you're going to be, like, much like, um, what's her name? Ashton. Like, you're going to, like, get weird and start texting yeah. too much and, like, being, like, a weirdo. And then he's going to be like, um, I'm a D-list celebrity. Like, I kind of can't be in a relationship right now. And you're going to be like, oh, but I, like, love you. And I went to all your shows by myself. And then he's going to be like, uh, yeah, I can't really do this right now. And then he's going to start telling his friends that you're a weirdo. And then you're going to feel, like, really upset about that. And, like, I think... You know, I mean, oh my god, Miles is so right. Do you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. You are 100% right. I totally forgot. I totally forgot about this stage of my life because I haven't dated in like almost like 17 years. But as you were saying all this, I totally, you're, she's right. Listen to Miles. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. If you do that, that's what's going to happen. You're not going to develop anything. Yeah. You will. (laughs) You'll get it one in. He's just not going to stay with you. And if you want that, then great. Do it. Yeah. But you don't want that. But, like... She's got a crush on him. It really is upsetting, though. And I say this because, like, both sides of the coin have been in my reality. And, like, I also, like... I also am with someone currently who I feel like could, like, 
can and probably has easily gotten ass from being on television. And it really upsets me. But then, like, I see why he chose me and why when I was in the other situations I've been in, why I wasn't chosen. Right. I don't think you're going to be chosen. Like, if you're calling this pod, you're not going to be chosen. Right. If your way in is to show up by yourself at his shows, you're not going to be chosen. If that's your in, that's not a good in. You've got to, like, go in through friends and it's got to be natural. It can't be, like forced stalking. She said she booked him on shows, though, so that makes me feel like she almost has an upper hand. Right. Because, like, she's booking him. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. But... So so keep it like that. Don't show up by yourself to his, all of his shows. Yeah. I'm dying to know who this is. Like, honestly, just... I will never tell a soul on this planet. I just want you to email me. I would give you my personal email, but, like, this is public. So just email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com and tell me who this is because I will die if I do And maybe Miles can hook you up. I know. Honestly, I've probably <laughs> fucked this person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I haven't. I definitely haven't. I'm pretty much, pretty much, like, a virgin. Um... But, yeah, no, I think that you just need to be careful. That's it. Like, guard your heart. That's it. All right. Good next call. Sorry, girl. <laughs> hey, Malls. This is Haley. Um, I just have a quick question. I just started my new job. I just graduated college, and I started in this training program with, like, 10 other people. We're going to be together for, like, a year plus. And obviously it wasn't anticipating this, but I'm, like, completely infatuated with this guy in my training program. We've been going out for drinks together. He's, like, super flirtatious, only when we're, like, one-on-one, not at work, um, which I think is better. But I just really don't know what to do. Obviously I'm not going to, like, go make out with him at a bar and make it awkward, but I could honestly see myself dating this guy and so I don't want to just, like, give that up just because I work with him. So I don't really know how to move forward. So please advise. Thank you. Well, Haley, um, I would have fucked this guy already. So good for you and even thinking this through, that you're going to be in training with him for over a year and stuck in this situation because I would not have had the forethought. If I was into him and he was flirting, there's no way. Yeah, Drinks? no. And, yeah. No, I would have done the same thing. And I also think that – the only thing worse than being with someone for a year and a half and, and like, fucking them and have it be weird is, like, being with someone for a year and then, like, not fucking them. Right. You know? Like, yeah. you guys can get over That's weirdness, true. but what you can't get over is, like, a year of build-up sexual tension. That's true. So you just have to, like, fuck him, see how yeah. it goes. Like, also feel out his values before you do it, though. Because if you are, like, having conversations with him, if you guys are going on, like, drink dates and, like, it's deep, clearly vibing, yeah. see if he's, like, in the market for a girlfriend. Right. Because... You, you have so much time. Yeah. You so have- much opportunity to, like, cultivate this and make it a real thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like... I would have ruined it, and so would have Molly. Oh no, I would have. It would have been ruined of the day of, the of day. my internship or whatever the fuck it is you're First doing. day of training. I would it would have been, been like, over. Oh, it would have been over. You're like, so I'm smart. Out of the program, I'm back in Massachusetts in my parents' basement, having an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every call is. I've never. Just so you know, guys, 
never had an abortion. I probably... Neither I have I. Okay, so we haven't had abortions, but we've mentioned them to every caller. We don't know if we're I would... are fascinating. And we're not giving you... We're not saying whatever. Like, I'm open to your choices. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and we, you know, it's like whatever. Whatever you want to do, man. We're okay with it. Whatever you want to do. Um, It's your body. And your internship or whatever the fuck this is. So just do what you want, right? Yeah. I think like... I think that she's smart and she's like, she's got to vibe it out and just figure out like if... I mean, you're right. Does this guy want a girlfriend? If he does and he's hanging out with you all the time, is he considering you to be like, maybe could be this chick? Yeah. That's important. So just like suss it out. Because if this can be a relationship, as long as it's not against like the program's rules or whatever, which in which case, honestly, I would choose my work. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Over a a relationship with a guy. Totally. Because you never know. But you do know work will work out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would, I would, uh, I would, I don't also don't know how old you are. She sounded like she was 10. Yeah. If you're like, if you're like in your early 20s, you can bounce back from anything. Yeah. Like you're just like, eh. I don't even remember my early 20s. Like, I've made such big – I made such big mistakes in those years and, like – And you're fine now. Look at you. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic. That was, like, me motivating. I know. But, no, I I just black that out. You just – your early 20s won't be remembered. You'll just forget them, like, especially if you had a complicated childhood. Right. Um, you can really mess this up and you'll be fine. And you can make it like the best early 20s relationship ever and you'll be fine. I'm excited for you, girl. Me too. Actually, You're smart. You sound really smart, Haley. FYI. Smart, Haley. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Again, I'm Malls. And thank you so much to my guest, Kelly Oxford. Thanks for having me. Duh. That was a lot of fun. I'm like obsessing over all of these people now. Kelly, you have to come back. And we really want your updates. I will send them to Kelly if you yeah, want. Yeah. I'll just come back for the update. No, we want the ex-wife for sure. The ex-wife. Yeah, yes, she me. needs. Yes, she needs. And like with Ashton. Yeah, Ashton's little sexual adventure. <sighs> and the D-list celebrity. Oh, thinking. my God. What am I going to do about the D-list celebrity? How am I, What's this oh cliffhanger? Because I'm recording this two weeks before it's going to air. So, like, do you understand what hell I'm going to be in for the next two weeks of my life? If you're not prompt about your follow-up, I swear to God I'll come to your house. Yeah. Um, You guys – Updates at 323-450-7408. I may just call you back. Like, I may just call you in person. We don't know. Follow us on Twitter at Please Advise. Please underscore advise. And also, we're on, like, Instagram and shit. We want to thank SoundCloud for hosting us via the Loudspeakers Network, which we're very proud to be a part of, soundcloud.com slash please advise. And, um... Yeah, like you can find Kelly on the internet. Like if you know me, you know Kelly. It's at Kelly Oxford. She's Kelly Oxford everywhere. She has cute kids. She has like fucking great jokes. Like <laughs> Kelly's killing it. <laughs> Kelly's killing it. That's like my new bio. And, um, she- <laughs> I'm just going to type that one out. Um, I'm very proud of everyone. I'm super proud of you guys. Everyone's murdering it kelly do you want to take part in our last segment of the show it's just called free advice where we give people advice they may not have asked for but they deserve um okay free advice 
Um, here's some free advice. I'm just like winging this, by the way. Do you? Um, can we have a conversation about this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have an issue with first-time parents and how they raise their kids, mostly with how they discuss raising their kids. That's the okay. problem that I have with it. And the, the issue is like I was a first-time parent at one point, and I kind of did the exact same thing. So I get it. Yeah. Um, but I'm really not interested in like parents that think there's a right or a wrong. And people come to me all the time and they ask me like, what did you do with your kids? Like, how did you raise them? And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to like tell you like what classes we went to or what we did or anything. You just have to like do what works for you and your family and what works for your kids. I, I mean, like, some parents put their kids in – maybe I should rant about that a little bit. Should Whatever I? Whatever you want. I, maybe I should rant a bit about, like, baby sign language. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, baby sign language, like, drives me crazy. I don't understand. Um, people put their kids in baby sign language when they're, like, a few months old, like, four months or six months old, and babies can't – I mean, kids can't even hold a pencil and so draw retar- anything. Can I say it's a little retarded looking, like to see a baby do like a milk sign language. But the thing song. is, it's like a baby that can do the a baby that has. This is what I'm saying. Unless, of course, your baby is deaf, by all means, oh my teach God, your child please. sign like, language, oh, please. Oh, by okay. All means, yeah. But if your child can hear, let's maybe not do that because. Once a kid has the skill to make like the milk sign, they have the skill to go meh. Yeah. And for you to friggin' understand also, what they want. Also, they're probably crying. Right. So they're hungry. You, and you know when you have to give your kid <laughs> yeah. some food. Like, it's not that mysterious. Absolutely. Um, like, kids can't pick up a pencil and draw a face mm-hmm. until they're, like, two, like, one and a half. How could you expect a kid to, like, stick their hands up and, like, put their fingers in, like, they, they're not dexterous enough. Yeah, So you're going to teach, like, a six-month-old to put their hand up and it's going to make them more annoying like maybe like one kid in a thousand is going to be able to do this yeah but the rest of them are just sitting there going what are they talking about why are they making my life more difficult than it has to be well like are there enough kids that were raised doing this baby sign language shit that we know that it works yes it works for kids but these kids that can do it like really really well usually can also speak communicate yeah in other ways yeah unless of course they're deaf and then of course it's like totally fine look like i'm like a total weirdo i was raised as a weirdo i'm uh have sensory issues so i used to have to go somewhere and like play with a ball and then some lady would brush my skin with a brush and like it's like (laughs) i'm sensitive to touch and like right (laughs) like i'm saying what i'm serious like it was this woman named judith and like judith would like judith is a great therapist name by the way oh yeah it's like the only one it's the only one and then i used to walk (laughs) judith's dog like as i got older like that was my uh that was my after school job is I would go like walk Judith's dog and take care of him he was so cute I wish I could remember his name he's dead now Skipper I think his name was God bless Skipper so I just really like I feel like I understand these like I was part of a but that's different okay but that's like different new wave shit right right but this like sign language thing and I can understand first time parents are usually the ones that get sucked into it because they hear 
oh, your child's going to be able to communicate faster and your child's going to be happier. And who doesn't want that for their kid? I'm sorry. Of course, if you can like make your kid happier and communicate faster, why wouldn't you do that? The problem is like, why, why are you assuming they want to do that? One, and two, why are you assuming that the way that they're communicating with you doesn't work to begin with because they haven't even started yet? They don't even know they're human. Like, no, I was they don't know. I the other day and I said, do you think that when babies look at adults that they know that that person is the same species as them? Right. Like they're going to be one of those someday? Right. And he was like, no. And which is like really upset me because it was like when I realized that my dog doesn't think in English – yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it upset you the same like, way. It upset me the same way. I think the babies think that they're they are their parents. Yeah, I think that's how people get messed up when they think <gasps> that they are their mother. Oh, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, really? I mean, I just I, I just made that up, but I'm pretty that. sure that's true. If we Google it, I'm pretty sure that's true. I just made that up, but it makes sense to me. Wow. Let's Google it. I think it's true. But I think I babies think they are their mother or their father, whoever their primary caregiver is. That's gross because I. I mean, I of know. course it's gross. That's why everybody's messed up. Oh, I know, I know. And I just remember Sesame Street being a lot for me when I was a kid. Like I remember that being like, oh man, like there's so many there's so many things, things to learn to think about. <laughs> like I remember like this one Sesame Street where they it was like Ernie in a rocket ship, and I was like trying desperately to explain to people. I was like, he's in a plane, but the plane is around right. stars. And like, I remember desperately attempting to explain this to someone and then just like, I was like, draw the plane, draw the plane that Ernie was in. And they kept drawing planes. And I was like, no, it's a plane in stars. So no one understood that, which is like, it's you, so hard to be a Sign kid. language yeah. wouldn't have helped you either. No, sign language, you like literally do not need another language because the no. one that you're surrounded by is hard enough. Exactly. There's body language. There's everything. Parents, first time parents, just know you don't need that. You're going to figure out everything with your kid. Sure, they're going to get frustrated, but Adults get frustrated. Of course your baby's going to get frustrated. Just roll with it. Just teach them the sign language for frustrated. Because I feel right. like that's Which is like crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crying. Yeah, totally. Whatever. Just roll with it. Don't worry. Don't feel guilty about like not teaching your baby sign language. Don't feel guilty about like not going to classes. Just like give your crying kid what they is, need. Yeah, it's tried and true. And crying. you know what? Everybody that does sign language with their first kid, they don't do it with their second kid. They don't do it with their third kid. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Kelly, thank you for bringing that up. I don't know if anyone else that I I have had or would have on my podcast. I mean, nobody. Would have known to bring that up. And I really appreciate that because that's like, you know, something I think people need to hear. Sign language for babies is bullshit. You're an angel. I'm going to get so much hate mail now. No, send it all. Honestly, I say retarded, and I defended (laughs) the word retarded with vigor last week. I was like, I can say that word as much as I goddamn want. Right. Um, Because I grew up saying I'm from Boston, and it's a Boston word. All right. Well, you guys, thanks so much, everyone, and also a mental condition. I'm so happy that we had Kelly here today. She's incredible. I'm a huge fan, and I think she's the best. All right. Thanks for listening to Please Advise. Call 323-450-7408. Your mom. Bye.